And as much as we probably will talk a lot about Loki, we probably shouldn't talk for too much about Loki because we've been recording for 55 minutes already. Welcome to Let's Run That Back. I'm Cody. I'm Matt. We're two brothers who talk about movies as if our opinions matter, and today we'll be catching up on what we've been watching, and it has been a while. We'll jump into the action-packed Marvel movie Black Widow, and we'll discuss where we think the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going after Loki. So without further ado, let's run that back. And I'm Matt. Oh, did you not say it? No, I did. <laughs> okay, I was like, you can cut I that could out. swear. Th- <laughs> I literally put a dot, dot, dot after my name so I know to pause for you to say I'm Matt. Because <laughs> I know that I would just rush right through that if I didn't put a dot. Which, that's something that's funny is I wrote, I write out what I'm going to say at the beginning of the podcast. And for the, the Fear Street episodes I recently did, I wrote out, you know, my script for the beginning and I wrote out the summary for the movie. Mm -hmm. And so I had like a page of just like wall to wall text. And so I'm on FaceTime with Taylor and I'm flipping to look at my notes and Mm -hmm. my like paper came up over the camera and she saw just like a page full of writing. Mm -hmm. And she was like, Oh, I did not take as many notes as you did. (laughs) And I was like, these aren't notes. (laughs) This is a script. (laughs) But I was like, I'm sure the amount of notes you took was still more than the notes Matt takes, so you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> she was acting like this was going to be a deposition, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, she didn't take any notes because she was busy taking notes for her deposition. Gosh. Lawyers. <laughs> Always trying right. to win over the jewelry. <laughs> All right, so we are back. <laughs> <laughs> what what you thinking of another stupid like law joke i was thinking about how she she spends her deposition arguing for the merits of vitamin a because she's a green bean there's so many like inside jokes wrapped into that one that i think it's almost too much to explain right all yeah, anyone needs out. to know is that our cousin Taylor's a green bean, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna explain it right now. <laughs> if you want me to explain it, you know what you can do. You can email us. <laughs> so <laughs> that'll be that'll be the last straw. That'll be what gets someone. Maybe the the issue is that only our family is listening, and everyone knows the green bean thing. So right. no one's gonna email us. All right. Only Cameron we're emails f- us. <laughs> we're back. <laughs> I'm here actually with Matt. He's here. We watched Black Widow, but before we get into that, we're going to talk about what else we've been watching. And since it's been like a month, you're going to need to pick like the main thing that you want to talk about from what you've been watching because we don't have all day. <laughs> okay, so we <laughs> we're going to talk about Loki later, right? Yes, we are. Okay. So, I've been you know, obviously watching Loki. We can kind of get into that later when we talk about right. more of the MCU. I started The Sopranos. Have I? Have we talked about this yet? We have not. You know, I think this show is going somewhere. <laughs> it is really good. 
I love imagining you as a person that like is trying to go around and tell everybody how good The Sopranos is <laughs> in 2021. Right. Well, it's like when Grandpa <laughs> retired. He's like, you ever seen the Seinfeld show? Yes, exactly. <laughs> it was like, uh, yeah, it went off the air like five, six years ago. <laughs> and I mean, I I don't really need to tell everyone the merits of The Sopranos. I'm, I'm right. on season two. It's really good. Have you ever watched okay. it? I haven't. It starts out where you know, Tony Soprano is not a not a mob boss, but a figure in the you know mafia, and he's in therapy, and okay. it's him talking to his therapist, and it kind of spins out from there. I thought it was kind of the, a cool way to frame you know a, a, yeah, a crime yeah, yeah. story, and it's amazing. And James Gandolfini is is phenomenal. And right, yeah, blah, blah, blah. also the Olympics are going on. Yes. Been watching a lot of Olympics. Yes, so have I. We've been watching we've been watching this documentary on Peacock called Golden. It's about the US women's gymnastics team kind of. It focuses on certain gymnasts and it's just their story and their like path to Tokyo and what they go through and what the training is like and it's insane. It's really good. Yeah. You got to watch it. It's really good. Okay. Because, I mean, you think about it, too, like, a lot of these athletes, even the adults going forward, like, it's a lot. Like, you, you, you there's there's this swimmer that, that I was seeing, and a lot of the swimmers, I know that mostly it's because they have, like, the goggles pushing against them and stuff, but a lot of the swimmers look like they haven't slept in days. And it's <laughs> yeah. just, like, now that you get to the Olympics, it's something that Kristen and I were talking about the other day. Like, it's such an emotional thing to watch as me sitting on the couch chomping popcorn while right. I watch it where these people like train and the Olympics is literally the top right so like there's no more than the Olympics and you get to this point I was watching swimming last night so that's why I'm specifically thinking of swimming but you get to this point where it's like it all comes down to this race this is it like you're going to either get a medal in this race or you're not and then like once that's over like that race is done like this is it's just insane imagining what you have to be thinking when you're like going into it and I don't know if you watched the breaststroke the like 100 meter breaststroke last night Mm -mm. Lily King was the U.S. swimmer like swimmer that all the announcers were saying like she's like so good she's like unbeatable and then there was this South African woman that in the semifinals beat Lily King and so People were saying, you know, maybe it's a semifinals. Maybe, like, Lily wasn't pushing as hard. But they were saying it's still crazy because usually she still wins in every single heat. And all the people are coming in and they're giving trivia. Like, oh, Lily King, she's the queen of confidence. She, you know, her confidence may have been shaken a little bit by South Africa. But And then we also, here's the other U.S. competitor who's 17, which that was crazy. Mm And the trivia for her was that she's the first U.S. team swimmer from Alaska. They they hype up, like, Lily King and the South African woman. Like, that's going to be the race to watch. In the last, like, 30 meters, this 17-year-old girl shot forward mm-hmm. and beat both of them. <laughs> and so, not only did Lily King lose to the South African woman, she did come in third. But it didn't matter because... <laughs> 
Jacoby was the last name of the other U.S. woman. Mm-hmm. She won. I was screaming at my TV. <laughs> Kristen had like gone away. I was like, Kristen, Kristen, <laughs> and um, it, it was just so awesome. It was so good, and so th- I just love the Olympics. Like Kristen and I have been watching a show on Netflix called Shadow and Bone, and it's like one of those like young adult like um, CW type fantasy yeah. kind of yeah. And it's been really good, and we've been liking it, and we only have a couple episodes left, and Kristen, like, wants to watch that, and I'm over here, like, but the Olympics are on now. <laughs> like, we've been watching that. But yeah, I, I found myself watch watching rowing this morning. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the other thing rowing... that I think about is yeah. is it's not – every sport in the Olympics is not like basketball. Like, these are all NBA players making millions and millions of dollars, like, if they're not at right. the Olympics, right? There can't possibly be that much money in – archery you would think i mean i mean i'm sure that they get paid one way or another but when they're on the u.s team they're being funded by the u.s team i don't know what happens like before that maybe you like it's just like prize money for competitions as you go so like that you're 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 literally doing this like for the love of the sport is there anything else that you've been watching that you wanted to talk about or you feel good the bachelorette yeah we don't need to talk about that (laughs) But you know what we do need to talk about is the newest film from Marvel, which is weird saying the newest film because it was supposed to come out last year. So this thing's just been like sitting, collecting dust, mm-hmm. waiting, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And so we watched Black Widow. So first off, it was directed by Kate Shortland, written by Eric Pearson, which I saw the a story by credit for... Jack Schaefer? Yeah, the, the writer of WandaVision. WandaVision. And I was surprised by that, but written by Eric Pearson, starring Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pugh, David Harbour, Rachel Weisz, among others, but those are the, the big hitters, pretty much. A really quick summary of what happened, Natasha Romanov, aka Black Widow, grew up in like a like a Russian spy, like fake family, pretty much, right. and you get to see them kind of have that you know, realization. And she had a little sister who was so little, in fact, that she didn't even really know that it was a fake family uh, and that she was part of this horrible, terrible organization. No ethics at all organization. And so, pretty much, we jump to the future, which is the Marvel Cinematic Universe before Infinity War, but after Civil War. So, Black Widow's on the run because she disobeyed the Sokovia Accords and stuff. And she is attacked by Taskmaster, a villain. And when she's attacked, she, like, sees that Taskmaster is going after some briefcase that did she not know she had it? It was, I can't remember the guy's name, Mason? Oh, the the guy that, like, gets her gadgets and stuff like that? Gave her, like, the leftover mail, quote-unquote, from the safe house. And it was in that box, but she didn't... Remember, she she was she like, you could have just thrown it away, and she like threw it in the back of the car. I see. Okay. In the case are these vials that pretty much can stop the mind control that all the other widows are under. And so Black Widow teams up with her sister named... Yelena Belova? So I just needed Yelena. Yelena Belova. Good job, Matt. Black Widow teams up with her sister Yelena, the little girl from the beginning... Uh, who's now also a spy, uh, a widow. They team up to take down the entire organization. They break out their fake dad from prison, David Harbour. They 
get in contact with their fake mom, Rachel Weiss. I like imagining that it's actually David Harbour and Rachel Weiss. Like, they're not characters, but that's not how it was. David Harbour was not playing a character in this movie. (laughs) That's true, exactly. (laughs) They team up with them. They get to the, you know, final boss area. They take down the whole operation. Um, and they are able to free all of the widows using their, or not all of them, but the ones that were in that area and it's left over that, oh, they're going to go free the rest of them. Or at least Yelena is. Yelena. Yelena, sorry, is at least going to go free them. And then we see Black Widow heading off to free her friends from prison, which obviously then brings you up to date on Infinity War in a way. And then there is an after credit scene, of course, because it's Marvel, where Yelena meets up with Elaine from Seinfeld. Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. <laughs> who was in Winter Soldier and Falcon. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Right. But and was supposed I would love to for you to explain more about this. that. <laughs> oh, we were supposed to meet her in this and not know who she was? Right. Oh, okay. Well, anyway... She shows Yelena her next target, which is the person that's responsible for her sister, Black Widow's death. Mm -hmm. And the picture is everyone's most hated Avenger, (laughs) Hawkeye. Do I address my issue with that right now, or do we wait? (laughs) We should wait. We should wait for when we're talking about our issues. Okay. But also, I only have an issue with that, depending on your explanation of... Valentina like I don't know I don't remember enough Who about is she? her from Falcon and Winter Soldier right like I need to know that before I can say what my issues are well, I mean, but she... before we get into that okay overall I thought the movie was entertaining there was loads of like cool action I thought the performances were good but the third act really fell flat for me it felt like I was watching a DC movie not a Marvel movie because those DC movies are notorious for having, like, a CGI, like, I can't even understand what's going on at this point, third act. And this movie definitely fell into that, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Um, so overall, like, I enjoyed it. Like, I love Marvel movies, and I love Black Widow, and I liked watching it, but I was pretty disappointed by, like, the final product. My turn. And you could, what did you think overall? Um, I thought it was fine. I feel like it fits within... I'm trying to think of the category of, of, of other movies. Like other Marvel movies? Yeah. Incredible Hulk. You think it's that low? No, I like Incredible Hulk more than, oh, okay. more than you guys do. Okay, well then that would be... That's a good thing to point out. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think of... Kind of around Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 3, Ant-Man like and the Wasp. Where they're not that bad. They're not bad. They're not the, it's not Thor 2. <laughs> right. You know? But it's but it's uh it's fine. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Scarlett Johansson was good. Florence Pugh. She always is. Was I know she's not American, but she's a national treasure. <laughs> a rising star. Not the biggest fan of hereditary. Great movie, no interest in ever watching it again. So, to the point where I didn't go see Midsummer. Right. Florence Pugh's performance in this made me say, maybe I should watch Midsummer. 
Well, and you liked Little Women, right? And I loved Little Women, yeah. yeah. So you might need to just watch Midsummer. And I also it's loved... pretty much the same movie as Little Women. <laughs> and I also loved uh, Fighting With My Family, which she was also in. Oh, right. You did you did talk about that, yeah. So you're a huge Florence Pugh fan. you got to see Midsummer. Cody, she was incredible in this movie. Yeah, she was. The, the hair flip and the pose bit. Yes, yes, that was great. Was amazing. And then when she which, actually that's... did the pose and was, like, disgusted yes. with herself. yes. Yes, I liked that the most. Like, I liked that, like, payoff for it. Because after she did that, like, that, like, what are you always doing with this, like, pose? Yeah, you're a poser. When when Black Widow was swinging out of the helicopter, I was like, she's about to pose. Like, you know, you know it's right, about right, to happen. Right, right. And so cutting to her and her being like, poser. Like, I was like, is that really going to be the payoff? But then her landing and doing it and be like, ugh, that was so good. Yeah, yeah. she was great. Um, David Harbour also was yeah. incredible. I, I want I want so much more Red Guardian. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was he was funny. Which I since before we go away from Florence Pugh, I did want to mention since we're kinda of talking about things we liked here and performances, and I wrote I loved Florence Florence Pugh's character. And one thing I did want to point out is we've watched this show called Killing Eve, like we've seen mm-hmm. all of it. And in that show there is a woman that is a Russian assassin Mm -hmm. and like, she's one of the main characters and she's like this dark, like, you know, a cold blooded killer. Right. But she's, she's like hilarious in how much she doesn't give a shit about it. Like, Oh, I'll just, I'll just kill him. It's fine. Like whatever. Mm -hmm. And Florence Pugh's character was so reminiscent of that character from killing Eve that I almost feel like that helped me like her even more. Oh, I got you. Because I just love that character. But I thought she was good on her own, too. That's just something I thought of while I was right. watching it. Rachel Weiss, I feel like she was kind of on the same level as Scarlett Johansson for me. She did a good job, but I would have liked to see her character do a little bit more. Yeah, Kristen pointed out that they almost made her character a little too similar to Florence Pugh's character in a way, where they kind of had that same, like light vibe while also being like doing bad things and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so it's like they seem very similar when they could have taken her character in a different direction or something probably would have made it more interesting there was rumors that she was gonna end up being taskmaster rachel weiss was yeah and that seemed like it could have been an interesting direction yeah but then you don't get like the happy ending of the family all yeah right that they're trying to do right which i that's going to be something for my not-so-good section, but we can keep talking about the good stuff. What else did I really like? Uh, that cover of Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yeah, that was a cool was cover for really the credits. Good. I kind I don't of know that it totally them having fit. a credit sequence. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. But that was good. Honestly, like the story was okay. Right. Like I said, it, it wasn't anything special. It was super straightforward, but the performances made, you know, kind of redeemed this movie a lot for me. And And, and I feel kind of the same as how you feel about like all of that stuff. I, the one thing that I have written down for things I liked that you didn't mention is I felt like the opening scene was very good. Yes. That whole section where they were little girls and stuff. That was very good. Right. It really set the stage for the movie to be a lot better than it was. (laughs) Right. But I, I think that was the best scene in the movie. It was, it was, the action was like really intense Mm -hmm. and like they had a lot of those cool like near misses 
like that you want to see in a, in an action movie. Right. David Harbour just on the wing, like shooting and stuff. It was really cool. And and then having that, like you go from that and you see this family that it feels like this family just fighting to save each other, and then they land and it's like, oh, this is all fake. Right. And the girls are little and they have this feeling it's of real like, to them. It's not fake though. Like this right. is what it's you're my family and the it was really off-putting like seeing david harbour just like ignore that rachel weiss was like shot right and like walk away and stuff and and that's how you like realize he's like ah she'll be fine like they're not actually in a relationship right. it was really good that was a great opening scene and then i thought the action scenes in general were really cool like i'm i'm a fan of taskmaster as like a concept and so it was cool seeing the way that Taskmaster was exactly matching, knowing exactly what Black Widow was going to do. This was like one of the most action-packed Marvel movies that I've seen in a while. Mm -hmm. It was like one action scene after another. And so, yeah, so th those were the good things. Also, we can, we can, sorry, the, yeah, scene, the scene where David Harbour sings uh, American Pie Yeah. to uh, Yelena. Florence. Oh, yeah. So good. I like the way that she like kind of popped in every once in a while. Like it felt really right. natural. Right, and they fell out when forth. they were crying. They couldn't get the words out. It was it was just real. Again, the performances were just, especially from those two. Yes, in the same way that at the beginning of the movie, when the family is escaping and the little girl, you know, Yelena, asks them to put on her song and they put it mm -hmm. on. I liked that she didn't know the words. Right, because like. American Pie is notoriously known as a song with a lot of words, and and little kids like it for whatever reason. For the chorus. There's no way they know all the words. Right. <laughs> and so I like that they had that in there where she's like, Pie, Pie, <laughs> you know, all that. Right. So, yeah, there was, there was a lot to like, but clearly since we feel like the movie was fine and like, okay, there's definitely some things that we didn't like. You brought up taskmaster and watching the movie without knowing much about taskmaster just knowing a couple things i had a feeling that you were gonna have some issues <laughs> with taskmaster and it was mostly from the very first utterance of deploy the taskmaster protocol i was like uh like i didn't like that i don't know why <laughs> but i just i don't like things like that like with Weapon X and stuff from like you know Wolverine Origins, uh, with with Deadpool being turned into like Weapon X. I don't like things like that. So it's like just keep the character like what the character is. Right. But what were you feeling? So, in the comics, Taskmaster is a mercenary, kind of like Deathstroke in DC. Almost exactly like Deathstroke in DC. Okay. Um, he has an eidetic memory. He knows exactly you know, what the characters are going to do. I don't know if you noticed in, in the fight scenes, but he took on the fighting style of Captain America and of Bucky and of Thor. You know what I mean? They, there was a lot and, of different... And, yeah. Where he was... She, but yeah, Taskmaster was taking on the fighting styles, you know, of, of all of them, which is what he does in the comics. Right. Also in the comics, he's kind of a smartass who talks shit to you, like, during the fight. Kind of like, like a Deadpool, Deadpool or Spider-Man or, you know, that kind of thing. So to take away that whole part of his character and then to make him just kind of like a tool slash henchman. Like the protocol, the taskmaster right, protocol. Right, of, of the overall bad guy. Before you even get it's into lame. 
they made it, you know, the girl instead of Tony Masters, which, again, nothing to do with the gender of it all. Just, you didn't do Taskmaster. If you just didn't right, call they, it Taskmaster, it would have been fine. You know what I mean? Right. She, she, it still could have been her, and she still could have talked shit during the fights. Like, you could, could have still right, made you the same still character. Done, exactly. So, a lot of people are comparing it to Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool in X-Men Origins Wolverine. I don't think right. it was quite that bad. I didn't even see people talking about that. I just I just felt like that was a comparison to make. Right. I liken it a little bit more to the Mandarin in Iron Man 3. I see. Where it's like where it's it not kind they of, didn't do the Mandarin. Right. It was right. kind of we're going to tease this and then it's going to be something else. Right. So hopefully Tony Masters is involved somewhere um, down the line um, because it is a really cool character who poses a, a really big threat. We'll I mean, they and they left it open, like, you know, she's not mind-controlled now. Maybe, I was sitting there thinking, like, cool, she's mind-controlled, so she's trying to kill them and stuff. But, like, I feel like she would still have a beef with Black Widow. Like, that didn't make sense to me. At a certain point, it's like, she still tried to kill you. Like, no matter what the situation was. So I felt like it would have made sense to me. I was hoping that they were going to, like, take the mind-control out. And she was going to keep fighting Black Widow. Right. And maybe but she does. Whatever. Maybe. Well, not Black Widow, um, but... Right. Someone that's not dead. That'll get into my next thing. I feel like it was kind of had one hand tied behind its back from the beginning, being a prequel uh-huh. yeah. centered on a character that we know dies in the next story that she's in. Yeah. Which makes sense, yeah. So it, it kind of felt like there weren't well, really... Well, because you have it stakes right there weren't really stakes because you have it twofold because on one hand you know that nothing she does is going to like really propel her way forward into the future because you know she's going to die soon right and then secondly you know that she's not going to die now because she dies later so i remember in the scene where she was trying to get all the information and the whole place was collapsing Mm -hmm. around her i was thinking like this would be really intense if I didn't know she's going to live here. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, it did definitely have one hand tied behind its back. So, what they needed to do was really build tension in other ways. The other characters could have died, or, like, you know, it could have felt more like they were going to. It, right, but, but they did, like, as I'm saying, they right. could have built more tension in other ways, but they didn't. Right. Like, the most right. nervous I was through the entire movie was is she gonna let this pig die yes (laughs) yes that was the most tense i was for the entire movie and that's a really good place for me to put in something that i had as a negative to the movie rachel weiss's character was like a scientist that was kind of developing all this mind control technology it Mm -hmm. seemed and to the point that she has gotten these pigs that are so mind controlled that she can tell it to stop breathing and it, it will. It has to obey you until it dies. And you think she's going to let it die, and then she doesn't. It, it lives, probably to be killed again later. But the, the, the point is, that was a scene where they were really showing how, like, detached she was from, like, ethics and, like, morals and right. stuff. And then she goes on to say, like, and, you know, I developed it so we could put it into people and stuff like that. And Yelena's like, I'm the people that that was put into. Like, that's what you did to me. Right. And you have all these layers. And then at the end, 
they all live and they're like a happy family. And I'm like, no, <laughs> she is not a good guy. Right. And like I was telling Kristen and Dylan, like I could sit here and try to explain that maybe the Red Guardian is such an idiot that he never realized he was doing bad stuff. He strikes but, like, me as he's he, also a villain. <laughs> but he strikes me as all he wanted was the glory. He did. He doesn't. He didn't care. Now this does make him villainous. He doesn't right. care which side it's for. He just wants the power and the stories and the and to right. be you know the Red Guardian. So either way, they're both villains. Right. And like, <laughs> and you know. I feel like they made at least a better case for Yelena to be like she was mind controlled the whole time. God damn it. I keep adding an IA. <laughs> Yelena, they made a better case for her that she was mind controlled the whole time or something. So it's like, okay, we can see her have like a comeback story. I just felt like I wasn't buying the happy family at the end. I wasn't buying it. Well, I mean, it was, to me, it was kind of a touching story of the power of family and you may not always agree yeah. with you know what your family does or how they are or the choices that they make it was just but very heightened your family is your family and and you love them regardless which i think is a good message but like you said it's it's some things Pretty... are kind of unforgivable <laughs> right which and it i think it does also make sense that like black widow has always been one of the avengers that will go into cloudier waters to get done whatever she needs to get right. done as opposed to like captain america so if it if it's like we have to work with these like modern nazi scientists or whatever we'll work with them to get to the end and so that makes sense but i also felt like the visual effects weren't that good they were like fine. i don't know if it, like at the end of the movie regardless of okay i can tell they're on a green screen or this or that like you know that but like at the end of the movie, I think every other shot of Black Widow or Yelena running had a big-ass explosion going <laughs> off behind them. It's like there was, like, back-to-back, like, four mm-hmm. shots of this, of just explosions going off. And I was like, this is getting Michael Bay-ish, almost. Like, I'm also not going to mention, well, I guess I am going to mention, did Black Widow take some sort of super soldier serum? Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Okay. I was when going she to fell go from into that building next. and hit yes. like nine different roofs or whatever it was. And then hit the ground. They just got up. And she got up, no blood. And when she got in the car accident because of Taskmaster, no blood. <laughs> when she got in the second car accident into the subway, no blood. But Yelena was bleeding. Right. And so, like, it got to a point where we were like, they're going to reveal at the end of this movie that she's a super soldier, like, and that we haven't known that right. the whole movie right. or something, or at least that she's invincible. Maybe she doesn't have super strength or something. Or that she's a scroll or something. Not or something. Yeah. Holy shit. What if she was a scroll and the real Black Widow's still alive? No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Anyway. Um, then it wouldn't have, then they wouldn't have gotten the soul stone. We're kind of jumping a little bit, yeah, yeah, but like... Yeah. It's kind of the idea of not having enough information at every point of the movie that was kind of frustrating. And this was one of them that, like, we know her as not having invincibility. Right. And then you're showing me all these moments where, like, she should be dead. Right. Like, even just when she veered or at and least hit injured. 
Yes, or something. Like, she should be limping or instead of running. Right. And, I mean, just time after time after time, she was not injured. And then they didn't reveal anything about it. So, right. But then unless again. Unless they want to have and, a Black Widow 2, I, I just don't know. Right. Well, and, and again, like, if she's injured and she's limping and she's kind of hampered in some, in some way and Taskmaster is chasing her. Right now, there's some tension. Now I am a little yes. bit nervous. What's gonna happen if if and when Taskmaster you know catches her? But they they didn't do that. There was no tension. <laughs> and then the the last thing that I have written for not so good that I'll at least end on. Um, you can obviously say more if you have it. Is that I was excited for a Black Widow movie so that I could learn more about Black Widow's backstory. And I know exactly the same amount about Black Widow as I did before the movie started. Um, I don't. Except for that opening scene. <laughs> well, and you know about her family. I guess, but it's like, that's not the story I want. That's not what I wanted to know. You wanted to see Budapest, the movie. And Budapest. Budapest? Budapest? <laughs> Was that a reference? Like, did they say Budapest wrong and like... No, and, like, I think it's just a thing. It like, I, I think in the native language, it's Budapest. Oh, but, like, okay. Everyone says Budapest, so I think it's just a thing. Anyway, I-, I wanted that. I wanted like you know the red room, like like her experience there. I wanted like I didn't need to see like an entire movie of it, but I kind of wish we had at least some flashbacks right. every once in a while. And and I was fine with the little references to oh what gun did that gave that bullet hole no those are arrows yeah and like that was fine with me the less clint barton in a movie the better in my <laughs> opinion but but uh but yeah that was i just wish there was a little bit more i don't know if that leads into you wanting to talk about clint and valentina at the end okay so at the end um it jumps forward and shows elena at natasha's grave black widows yeah um and valentina uh, Allegra de Fontaine, who is played by Julia Louis-Dreyfus, who is... Yes. Uh, I know I'm overusing this phrase, but a national treasure. Tell me one thing before you say all your stuff. Is Valentina all the other Allegra names de Fontaine. Yes. Is she a villain? Like, she definitely looks and, like, sounds like one, mm-hmm. but is she? So, in the comics, she was an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., and in a relationship with Nick Fury. Right. And then later it was revealed that she was actually working for Hydra. Okay. That had infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. And she became right. Madam Hydra. Like the head of Hydra. I see. And so since that whole Hydra thing has, for the most part, passed in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's kind of interesting of like, where does she fit in now? Well, then she was with Leviathan and there was, there was all kinds of stuff. So there are plenty of stories where she's a good guy. And then like later it was revealed, well, oh, she was just an undercover Hydra agent. So I think they're setting her up to be kind of in a gray area. Okay. Probably leaning more toward villain than, than hero. Okay. So now you can continue. It's revealed that Yelena has been working for her for whatever said amount of time. Right. And that Yelena's next quote unquote target is right. going to be Clint. Now, target for what? Is she supposed to kill him? Is she supposed to recruit him? Is she supposed to study him? Is she like, what's That's a good point? What are we doing here? 
we don't technically know that she's an assassin. Right, exactly. Anymore. Which, honestly, you put Florence Pugh in that Hawkeye series, now I'm excited for Hawkeye. (laughs) But wasn't the Hawkeye series supposed to be during Endgame time frame, like when he was Ronin and stuff? Or is that a separate series called Ronin? Either way, go ahead. I think his costume kind of looked like Ronin in the picture of him. Gotcha. I don't know. We'll see. It's all just setting up Kid Avengers. With, like, Kate Bishop and stuff, like his his daughter. Yeah, Kate Bishop and the little boy from Falcon and the Winter Soldier and the twins uh, from WandaVision and Kid Loki from Loki. Like, oh they're introducing... God, they're actually doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and all we want is Pet Avengers, but right, they're doing Thrawn Kid Avengers, alligator Loki. which no one wants. <laughs> um, oh, it'll be cool. Go ahead. So get to the, get to the point, I guess. <laughs> so Valentina frames it as, "Hey, this is the person who's responsible for your sister's death, right? Right. She been talking to Red Skull. Like who? Like what? How, oh, does, how she does she know? She know that what went on? I mean, in Vormir, they were the only ones Clint there. Maybe talked about it. Who? Clint told the Avengers Natasha died on Vormir. Right. So who of the Avengers is talking to Valentina? Maybe that's the mystery. Maybe there's a maybe there's a mole. I'm just gonna be kind of frustrated if it's like she just knows because she's a spy and spies know. <sighs> I hate to tell you, but that's probably how she knows. Or or the Avengers released a fucking press release after the events of everything and said, "Look, Tony died. Captain America but died." Then how would Yelena not know if it's just public knowledge? The only thing that I can think of is that she does know, and maybe, like, Valentina has been saying, you know, keep working, and I'll give you, like, the the one that you want. And it's like, now we're getting to see, like, all right, I'm finally giving you... Well, she could have said that, though, couldn't she have? She would have said, like, you're finally getting yeah, the big one. I don't know about this setup. Well, the thing is, too, like, that's what made me want to know, is she a villain or not? Because saying you get to go after the person responsible for her dying, mm-hmm. two things. One... Black Widow chose to do it just as much as Clint was trying to choose to do it. So, like, if anything, Natasha is responsible for her own death. Right, well, we and know secondly, that. Right, right, I know. And then secondly, like, it's just like, yeah, Clint was there. Sure. Valentina's trying to frame it as, oh, they were told one of them had to die and Clint turned and shot Natasha right. in the head and then got the Soul Stone. It's just like, you're leaving out a lot of information which is what villains do. Right. And so I just, I don't know if that's what it well, is. And it seems like now she's gone for Yelena Belova and she's gone for... U.S. Agent. U.S. Agent. <laughs> Terrible name, but yes. Who, y- Yelena in the comics has also straddled villain and, he- and hero. It makes sense. U.S. Agent is flat out. Well, I guess he's not flat out. I think he is kind of also, he kind of straddles. But it seems like they're putting together like a Thunderbolts kind of kind of thing. Almost like a Suicide Squad, but not complete villains. Like just the people that you send in for like the right. So I'm gonna be bummed. Like rare missions. I'm gonna be bummed if they make a villain out of Elena because I just loved that character so much. Yeah, I really. Yeah, yeah. And and rumors are that they're setting her up to be Black Widow in the Avengers. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll just have to see. We'll just have to see. All right, so I feel like that's a good Speaking stopping of, point. We'll see. We're gonna get to we'll see what happens next in a mu- in a minute. But first, we got to talk about our ratings and our, our recommendations and stuff. So, what star rating would you give it? So I did one of those things where I saw the number that that I equated and then I changed it. Yep. So I gave this one a two point five. Okay. I 
almost did the same thing. I'm, I'm still going to go. My rating came out to three stars, and I'm just going to leave it. I feel like it was just a three star. Now, would you recommend it? This is a weird one. With When, when it comes to recommending a Marvel movie, that's kind of a weird one. Right. So it's fun. It's it's not one that, like, if I'm rewatching the Marvel, you know, movies, yeah. I will rewatch it because it exists. But it's yes. not one that I'm looking forward to you know what i mean it's one that i'll put on like while i'm folding clothes or doing dishes that's one of its issues is that it's not necessary it's not necessary to the story technically now it's like if you needed to like cut down your watching you could cut this one out right and if this movie came out after civil war i would i would love it i would still have have some issues but yeah Yeah, the time period it came out was kind of weird i feel yeah i mean i would also recommend watching it like if you like the other marvel movies you should see the whole story. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, yeah, I do wish it was better. So yeah, that was Black Widow ending on a downer of us wishing it was better. But and now we're gonna talk about something else, and we're not gonna go too deep into it because I know we bit this episode's already kind of going a little <laughs> long. But the other Marvel thing that was big recently was the Loki TV series, and we haven't really talked about it much, and it brought up a lot of questions because it takes place after Endgame so like you know it's more into continuing the story Mm -hmm. so kind of more briefly like what do you think of Loki I loved it I thought it was better than WandaVision which I I just still can't say that (laughs) I loved WandaVision so much well and but you're not alone in that feeling well and I thought back on it where I can't remember if you and I talked about this or if I was talking about it with someone else but I heard this and it and it I can't agree more. Okay. WandaVision, Falcon the Winter Soldier, and Black Widow all feel very much like epilogues to Endgame. Right. Like they're still part of that that thing. Loki is the first thing that feels like, hey, we're setting up phase four. This is the direction we're going now. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Like everything else was kind of reacting to what happened. This is what's happening now. Right, and I think yeah, that's, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that's what's drawn me to it so much. It's like something different. Not that WandaVision wasn't different, obviously. It was yeah. like bananas, but <laughs> it was, here's where we're going. Loki's going to stick around. Here We'll get into who else was involved. We got to look into some like big things about the multiverse and everything at the end of Loki. And so that's kind of why right now, since we're, you know, talking about Black Widow and it's kind of a little bit of a Marvel episode, we wanted to kind of delve into what could be coming next for for phase four of the cinematic universe, because how they left it at the end of Loki is a little overwhelming, if I'm being honest, because they set up that there's this timeline that that everything is happening on. And typically how it would work is that you know, whenever something, a variant in the timeline, it would branch into another timeline, and then that one can branch into another one, and that one can branch into another one, but there's this being that's keeping the timeline from branching. So, like, the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe we've been watching this whole time has been on one timeline, and so now at the end of Loki, the person that was holding on to the timeline stopped, well, was killed, And so the timeline just started branching and branching and branching. And you can imagine that like every single branch has like a completely new possibility of what could be happening in the Marvel universe. Mm -hmm. That branch, Captain America's evil, that branch, Black Widow lived that branch, 
Loki is Thor. Like, I I mean, it could right. go insane, Which right? Which leads us straight into what's the next Disney Plus series. The next Disney Plus series is What If... So, which is kind of that idea, right. but at first I f- thought this was just going to be like a fun anthology thing, but now I'm starting like to not think like canon. maybe this is they're going to show you what's going on in each of those different realities or different that would be cool branches that would be really cool. Yeah. And it ended Loki ended the very ending of it was that Sylvie sent Loki through a portal and he shows up in another timeline. Now, where no one knows who he is. Is it another timeline, or is it somewhere else on that same timeline that has now been altered because Kang took over instead of whatever that variant was that was He Who Remains? We don't even know. Like, that that question is doesn't that, have an answer. Is that the same Mobius, or is that a variant of Mobius? That doesn't remember Loki now. Like, all that kind of stuff. So pretty much so. Doesn't even recognize Loki how, as a Loki. Right. Not even just, like as the loki he's friends with right. like literally like doesn't even see him and say you're you're a loki right it, it, it's like so overwhelming <laughs> like it literally is because what they've done like i've i've read about how the marvel writers say they like to write themselves into a corner and then try to figure out right. how to get out of it they've written themselves into quite the a corner. corner where they could do anything right like anything and i know it's planned because, you know, you know that, like, Doctor Strange is coming up. And, you know, like, it's just, like, I am at this point right now where I have no idea where they're going with it. <laughs> like, I know Shang-Chi comes out next, and that's not going to have anything to do with it. I don't know, like, when, what time period that or Or will it? I guess we don't know, right? <laughs> right. And then I know that after the Shang-Chi Eternals. is the Eternals, mm-hmm. which could definitely have a lot to do with all of it. It could definitely. Could. And then next is Spider-Man, which we just, we like Spider-Man is the one that over everything else we know is going to have to deal with the multiverse. I mean, a lot of it's rumored. Nothing's really confirmed. The only thing that got confirmed was Alfred, Alfred Molina said that he's playing Doc Ock in it. Which could mean a lot of things, I guess. Right. But I just, I, I just. But I mean, so where do you excited. get him from if you don't have Tommy McGuire? Right. Which they did bring J. Jonah Jameson back, and it's, like, actually him. So it's, like, for all we know, Alfred Molina could just be playing Doc Ock again, but, like, a different could be. interpretation. Could be. But I just feel like that's very strange to mm-hmm. do. <laughs> and I Dr. think it's really strange. cool that that's happening at the same time that Sam Raimi is directing Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. So I, I, I don't have any answers, but... There's a lot of really cool directions like, that it could go in. And I'm super excited, especially after watching Jonathan Major's performance in the finale of Loki as He Who Remains. Uh I'm very excited for Kang the Conqueror to be, essentially, he's going to be the Thanos of the next, like, phase. Could be. Kristen and I both uh, felt kind of, like, iffy about his performance at the end of Loki, but I'm holding judgment because... He could play it literally any other way. Like, right. That's not going to be the, the way same. he like, plays King. Right. It'll be interesting to see. So, Loki was great. Black Widow was fine. The future of the MCU looks bright. And I think that if anything was accomplished in this episode, it was that we're major nerds. <laughs> sure. And we like the Olympics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, 
that was Let's Run That Back. You can catch us on Let's Run That Back on Instagram. Let's Run That Back.com is our website. Let's Run That Back Pod at gmail.com is our email. Uh, let us know if you want to know why Taylor's a green bean. Next, uh, the next episode after this is going to be a little Fear Street summer epilogue where I talk to Matt about Fear Street. And that's about it. I'm Cody. I'm Matt. Have a good one.